0: Well, how you
1: doing? It's Zach It's T.J. Laramie. It's Adam Henry, Joe Siddle, Megan Tyrone Crawford.
0: Holy mackinac. You're listening
1: to Wind City Sports. What up, everyone, and welcome back to the Wind City Sports podcast. Windsor's only local sports podcast, presented by Annisburg Chevy Buick GMC. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sports podcast, featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more, while also breaking down and bringing you all the local sports news possible. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to give us a follow, subscribe, like, whatever it may be on whatever podcast app you use, and as well on social media. We have a strong social media presence at WinCity_Sports on all social media, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're on there, and we'll talk more about that later on in the show as we normally do. But today is Friday. July 15th, 2022, and it's episode 261 of Wind City Sports, returning from a brief hiatus. Last time we came to you here on the podcast was back in June. uh, Not too long ago, but a nice little break uh, following the OHL final featuring our Windsor Spitfires. And we got some good interviews lined up in the near future here and one coming up for you later on in the show. So we decided it's time to come back Uh, At least for this little stretch and see what happens from there. Um, So, yeah, we had to get these done and uh, had to get them out there. We're going to get some more interviews with more Spitfires, hopefully. But today on the show, we have a great guest and a kid that was a huge part of this Windsor Spitfires team. And especially towards the end and especially in the playoffs. One of their goaltenders, Matt Onushka, is our guest this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. This episode, I should say, because we're not really going to be releasing on certain days anymore we were on Thursday nights for three or four years before switching it over to Mondays. We even did it bi-weekly for a little bit. Now they're going to come out, um, you know, when convenient, I guess, and and uh, when appropriate. So I want to get this one out there for you. there will probably be another one soon with some more Spitfires, but uh, we got to talk uh, about our guest and to our guest because he was, again, such a huge part of this Windsor Spitfire team. Again, the last time I came to you guys we left off just after that OHL final and man was he ever a, a wall to say the least in the net especially in that final series kind of uh, secured the starting goaltender spot you could say and uh, you know we'll talk a little bit with with Matt on if he will be returning and it is a possibility obviously but you never know so um we're going to get into that in a little bit and we're going to also Uh, break down some local sports news not a lot going on to talk about we will talk about our Windsor Clippers before we get into the interview actually and we'll try and bring you up to speed with anything you might have missed just a lot of cool things a lot of spitfires at developmental camps and signings and stuff like that but before all that I want to tell you about Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC the official sponsor of the Wind City Sports Podcast value your trade get financing and more at chevy buick gmc in Amherstburg. each buick chevy gmc and cpo vehicle is thoroughly inspected and reconditioned and includes factory-backed limited warranties on roadside assistance buying a new or pre-owned vehicle has never been this easy head over to Amherstburg chevy buick gmc to find out how They believe in customer satisfaction and try to make it their mission that each and every customer is happy with their service. The credit experts down at Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC help you provide a niche financing option to suit your needs. To speed things up, just fill out a secure financing application form online and get in touch. Check them out at amherstburggm.com or on Sandwich Street South in Amherstburg. Again, that's Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC. Our Windsor Clippers Junior B. Lacrosse team opened up playoffs in convincing fashion and kicked off the series against the Owen Sound Stars a best 3 of 5 sweeping the stars the north stars 3 nothing 13 to 5 11 to 3 and 17 to 9 were the final scores and today they actually have game 3 of their best of 5 series at home at Forest Glade Arena they need a big win tonight folks as they are down 2 nothing to the Hamilton Bengals they got to win 3 straight to win the series and they'll also play All weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if this thing goes according to plan. They'll be in Hamilton tomorrow, and then back Windsor for Game 5, and that's it. I'm confident that they'll be here. Game 5, Sunday at 4 p.m. at Force Glade Arena. All their home games are at Force Glade Arena. This is one of the only teams that they lost to throughout the season, too, is the Hamilton Bengals and a couple close ones as well. So uh, they just got the edge on them in um, a few games. 9-8 to was the final of the first game and 7 to 5 was the final of game 2 both in favor of the Hamilton Bengals so our junior b lacrosse team needs that barn to be packed it's going to be hot tonight but in that arena but go on out there and support them and if you see me say what up for sure Um, again this team has been stellar for so many years they've always been a good team and always some good competition and this Hamilton team has really uh really turned it around the last few years and given the COVID-19 pandemic not playing for two years uh, it was a hard one to predict and our our Windsor Clippers are they're still fighting but they they need the support of Windsor to, to help them out something that we'll talk about with our guest today and Matt Onushka, the goaltender for the Windsor Spitfires. He was a rock solid wall for the team in the playoffs this year, especially in the OHL final against the Hamilton Bulldogs. So let's talk about that with the man himself. Let's jump into that interview with Matt Onushka. Here we go. All right. I'm now joined by a Waterloo native. He actually played for the London Knights before coming over to our Windsor Spitfires. And he helped lead the team to the OHL final this year. Matt Onushka, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So how's the off season been so far for you?
0: Um, it's been good. Um, a lot of kind of recovery after kind of the long season there. The hectic schedule um down the stretch with kind of the condensed season. We played so many games, uh, even in the regular season, right in the last month they're trying to like make up for the missed games and everything. So yeah, it's been a lot of recovery to to start the off season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, probably a a rest for sure is needed after all that. I mean, probably still coming, kind of coming down from it, right?
0: Yeah, a little bit for sure. It's one of those where um with such a quick turnaround kind of to to next season because of the extended season, it's like you want to get in rest, but at the same time you gotta kind of find that fine line between like getting your body rest, but also making sure you're prepared to to go again soon here.
1: Yeah, I mean, before you know it, I mean, they've already announced the the next season schedule and yeah. now preseason, so ne- before you know it, I mean, it's back to it, right? And again, it's just you don't know what the, the schedule is going to be like when it just keeps going and going, and and a, a different year, too, something we'll talk about for sure.
0: Yeah, exa- exactly. I think it was right after Game 7 there, like they announced the schedule for the next season, the next yeah. day or something like that, so it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I think obviously because of COVID and stuff, like things are a little different this year, but it's like a lot of first, right? Like the first time that the I- OHL is ever played in June. It's like, I didn't even realize that. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it just feels so different. Like that's mm-hmm. it's like, isn't this normally announced a lot later? Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah.
1: a lot of that for sure. And uh, we'll talk about that too. Cause I mean, it's crazy to think, you know, rewind two or three years ago where, league was where everyone was and where yourself was and you came into this squad uh pretty early on this season i guess you can say or this year even back in january uh being traded from london to windsor um did you kind of realize something special with this group right away or did it kind of progress throughout the season and into the end i
0: I think right away i kind of realized it was at least um a special group kind of off the ice i thought right away when i joined the atmosphere um in the room i found you know all throughout the dressing room, everyone was kind of friends with each other. Um, the group got along great. Uh, we had kind of a bunch of different guys kind of trade come into the team. And I did from there.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell for us. And I mean, um, especially this year, right? Like you said, like there were some highs and lows. I mean, the highs were high. Uh, the lows, I didn't think were that low, right? So if you look back mm-hmm. on it, it's like uh, this is a well-built team. But at the very beginning, we we didn't really know. You know, it's been two years off some guys had been gone and so it was it was like a mystery kind of year at the beginning right like it was hard to make any prediction of of mm-hmm. any team really.
0: Oh ex- exactly I, I don't think anyone really knew kind of you know what the progression would be like after guys missing two years you know what guys kind of would step up and that sort of thing and I think that it was uh, it was almost exciting in that way to kind of have no idea it was truly like a battle of like you know who's going to be the the contenders and who's going to kind of fall off
1: yeah absolutely man and like you said like from the very beginning it was like this can go any way. Yeah. anyone can be the can be the top dog and yeah. um, speaking of this team though you know kind of coming in new for you was this like a brand new team for you or did you know anybody I was trying to do some research I'm like I can't find anyone but it knows. was
0: it was pretty brand new I had played yeah. against uh, Maggio in minor hockey growing sure. up But other than that, it was it was pretty brand new. I didn't really know anybody. But like like I said, kind of right from the first day, like, you know, I kind of became friends with all the guys and we just really got along like tremendously. And I think that was kind of led to our success on the ice and and how close we were as a group. It it was really helpful.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can attest you know, it's not not everything on the ice there's that you know contributes to your performance and as well as success right and you see that a lot especially now like as i mean like throughout the season we didn't know all the players we didn't know how you guys knew each other if anything and now by the end of it it's all kind of coming out
0: no exactly i think it's one of those things where it's like right from like the leadership group on the team i think those guys the older guys Mm -hmm. who had been in the league before really did a great job kind of Bring everyone together and you know making sure no guys were left out because we were going to need everybody down the stretch if we wanted to be a successful team
1: yeah what a deep team it was i mean even even goaltending too right so i want to talk about that i mean you seem to fit in pretty well you're kind of splitting duties between you and medina uh, throughout the season at least but do you feel like you kind of settled in well with the team and the and the coaching staff early on or what did it take a little bit
0: yeah, I think um, it, it just took a little bit of time. I hadn't played very many games kind of coming yeah. into the winter before. Uh, it had been obviously with the last year, then mm-hmm. I just really hadn't played that many games. So, uh, you know, the, the both the team and the coaches and everybody, the entire organization really just kind of gave me some confidence and just said that they believed in me and they kind of, you know, trusted me that I was capable. And I, I think that kind of really contributed to giving me more confidence in my own game and helping me kind of progress on the ice as the season went along
1: yeah again it's all those little things that go into it that that make the big picture right
0: exactly exactly like I remember like my first game I lasted like 10 minutes in the Sioux they scored like a couple weird goals my last 10 minutes we were down and then like after the game uh you know Savvy just came up to me and Bill and they were just like you know what like we still have confidence in you like this doesn't matter in the big picture to us you know keep your keep your head up like you're going to be fine. And I, I think that really went a long way for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, it's kind of a weird thing too, like you kind of touched upon, is that that previous year, the last OHL year that, you know, actually got played most of it, yeah. that was like your first year, right? First uh, season. So for a lot of guys like in your position, um, it's strange to to kind of be cut off, have that year off, and then go into this. Now all of a sudden you're a veteran, right? So Yeah,
0: yeah. No, ex- exactly. It's, it's funny because you go from like – you know, being kind of, you know, the young guy having no idea kind of what, you yeah. know, the OHL is like and that sort of thing. And all of a sudden you're a veteran um, with not that much more experience truly than, yeah. you know, a lot of the other guys um, and, and really no no playoff experience, right? Because the season yeah. was cut off right before the playoffs. So it was really interesting how other than a few guys, some of the OAs and some of the you know, nineteen-year-olds who you know got playoff experiences. Sixteen-year-olds, um, you know, no one really had playoff experience, so it was it was really interesting from that sense.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, especially as a goaltender too. Like you know, you're not playing all eighty-two games, so Yeah, you know,
0: exactly.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> any experience you had was incredibly vital, but it's just so strange that it you know it's taken away from us, and now it's like okay, we're back to normal. And you're, our, you're one of our guys. And you're like, yeah. I played like a handful of games. In <laughs> no, like, the hell? no,
0: no, exactly. Exactly. You go, you jump from like, I, I play when I showed up in Windsor, I'd played like, because I was, you know, I got mono when I was in London at the beginning yeah. of the year. So I'd played like five OHL games by the, by the time I like came to Windsor. And yeah. it, was, you know, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, actually, I was reading up on that too. And then uh, just the random thing, I have to say, the, one of the weirdest photos ever is of you with your Windsor Spitfires jersey but the London Knights pads you know you yeah. got like green yellow red white I was, this was like oh man this is the rest yeah no the
0: I, I think I played like <laughs> almost like a month and a half or two months with these green pads and the and the red yeah. jersey and and every day guys were asking me when's your stuff coming when <laughs> yeah I think the JR equipment manager yeah. was like so happy that my stuff finally came in. So people would just stop asking and be like, why isn't his stuff in? Like, yeah, really, that was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. And coming from London too, did you know favors? I'm sure. Right. So no, exactly. With the rivalry
0: and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously something was, was working well. And, uh, you know, especially towards that tail end of the season, like you said, the 13 game win streak between the whole team, everyone doing their part. And, um, you know, obviously you guys, you were a major part of that streak being one of their goaltenders and uh, would really kind of begin what would transition into the playoffs. You know, I'm sure you, you can attest to that.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think that I remember during that 13 game win streak, it was kind of throughout the season. We had kind of played maybe a little bit of like a looser game. Um, more like wide open kind of trading chances with the other team, that sort of thing. And I really remember uh, Savvy during that stretch kind of emphasizing to us that this was our kind of period to crack down really um, and start playing more playoff hockey. So, you know, our big emphasis was, you know, when we were tied or up or down by a goal going into the third period that, you know, it was really time to kind of like crack down and play playoff hockey. And, and I think that really contributed to our success at the end of the season and really prepared us well for the playoffs and gave us experience in kind of those tight games and what needed to be done to come away with a win. Right,
1: but like It just kind of, like, you didn't realize what was happening until we got closer and closer, right? Like, you start this winning streak. You didn't realize how close the, the playoffs were. And then it just kind of, like, worked out, like, perfectly, cool. right?
0: Well, well, exactly. It was one of those things where when you're four games in, into the winning streak, you know, there's still, you know, over a month left, but by the time you're 10 games in, all of a sudden there's, you know, five games left, there's two weeks left. And it's like, Oh crap. Like here we are at the, yeah. at the end here. Um, Yeah. You know, and we were managed to kind of string along a little further. And yeah, it was, it was a great way to kind of lead into the playoffs. Cause I think it gave our group a ton of confidence and, it solidified the number one seed and we really just proved what we knew that we were kind of the best team. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, to do that, probably, it probably was better, you know, because you kind of focused on this winning streak for the tail end of the, of the season. Right. I mean, obviously just trying to to push that as long as possible. And, And instead of worrying about playoffs and what we have to do to get ready for playoffs, it just, it just happened. You just did it in that, in those last 15 games. No,
0: no, exactly. And part of, I think it it was also like, we, there were times where we were down, you know, going to Mm move third with eight games into the stretch. um, And it was like, you know, let's, we, we want this. It was kind of that, like, not quite do or die, but it was really that kind of dire, like, you know, if we want to keep this going, we got 20 minutes and it's similar to that playoff kind of atmosphere of like, you got to kind of leave it all out there. And yeah, I think it really just helped prepare us really well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like just like you're saying, like not every, not like every win was easy. Right. Oh, and, uh, there's the same thing in the playoffs, man. I mean, what a run it was. I mean, from the very beginning on, I mean, every, se- every series was exciting. Um, there's battles in there at times, you know, different, different teams and players and stuff like that. But fuck, what a run. I'm sure, yeah. you know, like you said, you're just still kind of on that. Right.
0: Yeah. No, it was, it was incredible. I mean, we, you know, it, it didn't matter. We were tested in every series. You know, we had different moments, kind of where it was like, you know, this could happen, not go our way, and we kind of yeah. were able to 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 fight those off in different moments. And obviously, like, come you come so close, game seven, like in the very end, like. But even in game six, the game before that, right? Hamilton comes, you know, has a chance to win, and we kind of really did a, a tremendous job in that game and then just kind of fell just short, but it was an incredible run and there was yeah. a lot to be proud of for all our guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so that's the thing. It's like, it wasn't like one guy, one, one goaltender doing everything, right? Like those whole team was deep yeah. and had their moments. And I'm glad you brought up game six, you know, I mean, uh, again, just battling throughout all those teams through Flint, the Flint series was crazy. And then to get to game six, I mean, what's kind of put us there, I was going to say, you know, um, the whole final series, better yet. Um, what we were talking about before, you know, two years off from COVID, you played a few games, you have a whole year um, pretty much laid off. Now you're on TSN, standing on your head in front of a sold-out crowd. It had to have been pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it was quite the feeling, to be honest. Like, if you had told me kind of, you know, five, six months prior that I'd be in that position after yeah. kind of I – was. I remember I was sitting at home um, watching games because I had to go home while I had mono. And so I was watching games from like my couch and I hadn't played a game yet in the season. I obviously with the missed year, I just felt so far away from like being able to be in that moment that like kind of fast forward six months later, it, it was an incredible feeling to to be in that moment. it, it was something I definitely was just able to cherish. I, I honestly just enjoyed it. Um, it was awesome to be able the support from the fans was incredible. the place was packed so loud it was it was rowdy it was it was it was one of those things where all the boys kind of knew that like all season we were amazing on home ice but because we just knew we had such great fans it just kind of put us over the edge with already our talent on the ice and it just kind of helped. Us.
1: Oh 100 percent man I mean that's something I've been talking about well was talking about the whole se- uh, series and playoff too is you know the crowds got bigger and bigger, louder and louder. And they didn't go away. And I think that was a big part of uh, playing at home, obviously, too, right? And uh, it's crazy to, to talk to a guy, obviously, on the team and being a, a Spitfire supporter. Like you said, like, five months prior, you would think, like, who knows if they'll be there. Now it's like, how, how did we not know? How did we not see this? No,
0: no, exactly. And it was, it was one of those where when you kind of – look at at the stretch as as we started to get deeper and deeper into the season and um you looked at our home ice record for a while there we were like incredible on home ice during the yep. 2022 portion of the regular season it was it was one of those things where when we got that momentum with a couple goals at home like we t- we kind of just started to to really roll over teams a bit um, and, and I think that anytime we were playing at home, we just had a, a ton of confidence that we we're going to win. It didn't matter kind of what situation we were in, but we kind of all believed that, that we were going to get the job done.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, that's, that's what you need. Yeah. And we're at that point, you know, going into the playoffs and it's like, okay, these guys got a chance, you know, these guys got a good chance. Um, you know, they're going to have their workout out for them. So who knows, but um, then you guys do it. You get all the way to the final. Again, there was a little bit of adversity with Flint. They're a tough team. And now uh, you're facing the best team, best team in the league, in the in the THL, you know, top rank. They're undefeated. And you guys almost almost beat them. You almost beat them in however many games. I mean, it has to be something that you, the whole team is proud of. Probably a little frustrated and angry as well, but something that you guys are probably like, hey, we did that, and we were the team to to do that.
0: Well, for sure. I even remember after we beat them in game one, we were talking mm-hmm. about like they had just won 22 straight hockey games. Yeah. Like no one really kind of gave us a fighting chance. Um. So as much as it st- stings and it's like a little uh, obviously angry and upsetting that we weren't able to pull it out in game seven, there's still a lot to be proud of because really not a, nobody really before that series started gave us a, a chance to to yeah. do that. And so, yeah, there was a lot to be proud of.
1: Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, you know, like I said, like maybe people underestimated you guys too, right? Like they're Oh, the Hamilton's undefeated. So they're probably going to do the same to Windsor, right? First game you guys beat them. And again, like, again, what a, what a series just to talk about that series alone. It, it flipped So, so, so much back and forth. It was like, this is or it. That, this is it. Right. It's over. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like
0: yeah. overtime goals. Both teams won in right. overtime. Like, it was just such a tight series and that's it kind of it was it was really fitting that it went to seven games really because of how kind of close the two teams were um and it's one of those where in game seven anyone truly can win that's why you're in game seven um but yeah it, it was it's such an incredible series i mean from you know renwick scoring the ot winner in that game like just the energy in that and coming home, we're tied one, one, and then coming home and kind of really like blowing them out a bit in game three. I think that was, we won yeah. like five, two in that second period. We, we really kind of put the pedal to the metal and it yeah, it was awesome. It was just, it was such a good feeling, kind of proud of the guys um, in that moment, because really we were the ones that believed in ourselves in the dressing room um we don't really listen to kind of you know how great hamilton was even though they were a great team but we we were able to kind of not think about that too much and think about you know all the guys they had but really just focus on ourselves
1: yeah you know acknowledge like we have we have a a challenge in front of us but that that doesn't mean that it's something that can't be done right it doesn't mean that we can't do it or or whatever right so That's exactly what you guys need to do. And you got the best seat, you know, obviously you do your thing, but you got to see everything else unfold from the, on the red line out, as they say.
0: No, exactly. And I I think that um, when you have, you know, as much talent as we, as we kind of did, and we could also with that bond that we had off the ice, I think that everybody kind of had confidence in each other. And that's all it really took was going to take for us is that um, we just really worried about ourselves. And when you have, you know, guys like Johnny and Cools kind of leading the way. I think that we kind of really just were like, you know what, we have a chance. It doesn't matter who we're playing, but we're we, we have a chance. It, no matter what who the other team has, we're gonna put ourselves so those guys are gonna help put us in a position to win. And and you know, that's what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, needless to say, this team alone, this team and a lot of a lot of individuals, including yourself, have already cemented themselves in, you know, Windsor, Windsor hockey, Windsor Spitfires history even if it's just one year. And uh, man, again, we kind of talked about how, you know, it started in London, you got cut off and now you're here um, in Windsor after this OHL final run. I'm sure, you know, if it wasn't for that uh, break, uh, things would be a lot different for you too. Right. And a lot of these guys, um, regards draft and development and stuff. Right.
0: No, for sure. I think like, uh, you know, with kind of the way our season kind of happened and progressed, like, um we kind of are one of our focuses as a team was also that like we knew that you know if our team was successful that it was going to also help the individuals and you see guys like perry and henny get you know pro contracts and uh, Maz getting drafted and guys getting camp invites i think it's just great to see and i think it's something that you know those guys on the team earned and it's just awesome that that they're reaping the benefits of the season we had
1: Yeah, and probably, you know, maybe the guys that had to work harder too, right? Like, you know, they weren't on the top team. They weren't on Hamilton. And so they didn't have a lot of – like, Windsor didn't have a lot of eyes on them until kind of you guys went on that streak, right?
0: No, for sure, because I think that, you know, Windsor, if you kind of look at throughout the season, I think even when I came, we were in kind of fifth place. So it was more so like, you know, they're it was like they're a good team, but like, you know, they're not – great and I think kind of we in the second half of the season really cemented ourselves as being a great team. Um, you know, through our additions. And I think also just through kind of the way we grew as a team and continued to progress. It was just awesome to
1: see. Oh, no doubt about that. And again, just the the hard work paid off, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think everyone, it was one of those where kind of after the the missed year, everyone was willing to put in that much more. Cause it was like, we have this yeah. opportunity right now we're back in front of fans getting to play. Like everyone was missing that so much that it was just like, we just have to cherish this.
1: Yeah. That has to be a big part of it. I was going to say that too, actually. Thanks for, for reminding me actually. Cause you mentioned Renwick scoring that, that overtime, uh, that overtime goal and maybe, maybe the pandemic uh, helped it in a sense, but it was like the emotions were at an all time high for, for the players probably for the fans you know, obviously with his history with yeah. Hamilton is like just so many little like storylines in this, in this series that weren't just always about hockey or just, you know, traditional hockey. It was like, this was something special.
0: It, it would truly was something special. Cause you know, there was moments playing in the, in the season where we're playing in front of nobody, um, right. you know, and that's just a way different feeling as much as you're still playing hockey. It's not the same without the fans. And to kind of get to that moment in front of a, in a packed barn in, in Hamilton and Rennie against his former team, the team that drafted him was able to kind of end that streak. It was, it was such a special moment. And I, the energy in that building was crazy.
1: Yeah. That's cool stuff, man. It's going to go down in history for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you still got a bright future for sure ahead of you, man. I mean, it's so weird again with the, with the break, it's hard to like keep track of, of your guy, of your guys, uh, progression and, and, uh, stats, I guess you could say. So, at this point are you are you able to return is there anything in the future that you can talk about or
0: Yeah um yeah I would be able to return as like an overager potentially um and that sort of thing with uh Windsor as like um, like one of the three guys potentially yep. um and that's kind of really all I I know so far I'm just kind of focusing yeah. on my own off season recovering and kind of getting prepared to put myself in a position to be ready wherever that is. And hopefully appreciate Windsor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what it takes and what you got to do. And it's still kind of get some relaxation and some rest this summer. I'm sure again, like you said, it's a, uh, you know, we said it's uh, much needed and, and the time to do it, but uh, congrats on a great run, man. Great playoff, great year. And uh, you know, again, representing Windsor.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it was honestly amazing to come to Windsor and kind of the city and the people and the fans and, the team and the organization was just amazing to be a part of really. And it was just really special. I wasn't really quite sure what it would be like when I, when I got traded there, but it was was really special. And I think that, you know, looking back, it it couldn't have turned out better really um, with the way things went. And it was just awesome.
1: Yeah. No complaints. Well, Hey man, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: no, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Huge thanks goes out to Matt for taking the time to chat with me on the wind city sports podcast. After watching the OHL championship, yet alone playoffs, he was definitely on the list of guys that I wanted to get on, you know, and you can make the predictions of who else really stood out to me that I wanted to have on the show and hopefully will in the next few weeks. One guy that has uh, gone that, well, that I wanted to is now gone is Nathan Rebo. But if I had it my way, I should probably interview every single kid on this Windsor Spitfire team, at least, you know, from the playoffs. Uh, what a stacked team it was, talked about it time and time again and as well with our guests this week, Um, but hey, let's look on to next season already as we talked about with Matt Um, regular season is already out, preseason is already out, and we missed a lot since the last time we talked, some trades, some picks, the import draft went down, Uh, we've picked up DJ Smith's son, Colton Smith from the London Knights, they traded a fourth-round pick in 2025 for him. Um, but in other Spitfires news, we also have a signing in Noah Morno, a local product. He's been recruited, drafted, and signed is Noah Morno known to be one of the best 20-foot uh, centers in Essex County, in his age group, of course. The Spits have also signed draftee A.J. Spelacy, an American kid, and dual uh, athlete. He had NCAA Division One football scholarship offers on the table and decided to refuse those and sign with our Windsor Spitfires and focus on hockey, of course. Matt Maggio has been drafted as well. If you missed that one last week, drafted in the fifth round to the New York Islanders, the first Maggio to be drafted to the NHL after a lot of uh, his family played hockey around here. And a lot of the boys are away at NHL camps right now, actually. Michael Renwick starting with the Maple Leafs soon, as well as Captain Cooley. Will Cooley is off to the New York Rangers along with Luca Henult, Wyatt Johnson to the Dallas Stars, and Oliver Pierre to the Pittsburgh Penguins development camps. And I guess also our last piece of Windsor Spitfires news, something is going on at the Windsor Arena to, uh, yesterday. Um, smoke alarms, fire alarms going off, and... Hoping the place is all right. That's a historic building for sure. Other hockey news we missed, um, but I'm sure that you didn't. Bob Boogner, hired by the Detroit Red Wings just across the border. He's kind of coming home to the team that drafted him and just across the border from his hometown here in Windsor. And how about Windsor's Thomas Kennedy, representing Canada at the Global... Jam the global, global Jam basketball uh, tournament. You can actually watch that on Sportsnet right now, and FIBA as well. FIBA qualifiers going on on YouTube with our boy Aaron Sanders commentating a lot of those international games. And before we begin to wrap things up, we'll talk a little bit about the Windsor TFC uh, Liga One Ontario soccer team, pro, pro football slash soccer team. Uh, they're actually coming off a win right now, one nothing over Derby FC, and they're going to be on the road. This week and next, the Saturday in Mississauga, taking on the North Toronto Nitros. And then the next week, taking on the Pro Stars FC. The following week, though, they will be back at home at Libro Center Turf in Amherstburg for an 8 p.m. game against Guelph United. And they are currently sporting a record of four wins, nine losses, and two ties. Things are starting to gear up again, though, with the announcement of Windsor Lancers hockey's men's schedule at least and uh, more to come and i'm sure more to come in the near future i will be back this summer with some more uh, podcasts as well hopefully with some more windsor spitfires and who knows from there but until next time my name is drake demore and that's all this week on the wind city sports podcast available everywhere podcasts are found on spotify apple itunes apple podcast youtube you name it you can watch this interview with Madanushka on youtube Give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. Leave us a review any way you can. Hopefully good things. And let your friends know. Tell your friends, family, trading partners, teammates, coaches, whatever it may be. Whoever it may be. Tell them about the Win City Sports Podcast and help spread the word of these local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Over 260 episodes available anywhere podcasts are found. And again, follow us on social media at windcity underscore sports. And you can follow me. On Twitter and Instagram at Drake Demore. But until next time, smell you later.